0: tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now.
1: Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back in all new Fit Club. I'm your host Shaka Smith. I'm joined by my lovely co-host Miss Candy Marie. Hey
0: guys, Miss Candy Marie is back in the building. Yeah,
1: she's an afterbus staple recently on Queen Sugar, but we got so much more coming up.
0: Yeah, so much more coming up, and not to mention I know you guys see my beautiful face Join here with Shaka for so many other Fit Club uh, episodes.
1: Yes, yeah. So hopefully we'll get you back for more. Maybe we can get you on maybe permanently. We'll see. We'll see. see. <laughs> How are you doing? It's been a while.
0: Oh my God, I'm doing great. Um, it's been a great year already. A lot of health and fitness. You yeah. know, I gained. Six Six pounds of protein. I'm oh, really excited nice. about that. My tush is getting bigger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we ha- it, uh, I can't believe I haven't seen you maybe all January. Wow.
0: Yeah, Shaka, why? Yeah,
1: But no, January 2020 has gotten off to like a crazy start. You know, we had Kobe uh, um, recently <sighs> passing away and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in mm-hmm. the show um But yeah, but uh, you've been coping well with the rest of 2020.
0: It's been interesting. It's been an interesting uh, year. The month yeah. has felt like an entire year. Yeah. So <laughs> so far.
1: Can we just move on to 2021, can we
0: just, right? R- yeah, just yeah. zoom right past it. <laughs> um,
1: but we do have an interesting slate of stories. Uh, we'll be talking about different outcomes when it comes to wealth disparities, mm-hmm. talking about the microbiome and you know, the effect on your personality how about losing a night's sleep could lead to an increased risk for Alzheimer's which is huge because we none of us get enough sleep it seems um, and of course seasonal affective uh, disorder talking about depression in the fall and winter months and I think especially now with Kobe and you know that tragedy compounding some of that depression. We're going to talk about ways to cope and symptoms that you might be suffering from. Right. So, but let's get on into it. Uh, the first one is rich people stay healthier for a decade longer. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not surprised <laughs> uh, with that. And we knew that rich people l- kind of live longer intrinsically, but they're actually getting a full decade of healthy years, you know, um, disability free years. And so it looks like the average is nine years. For men with 15 years, um, they looked at one study, 2016 study in JAMA, the top 1% versus the bottom 1%. For men, they get 15 years longer of a healthier life, and for women, it was 10 years. Um, and this recent study looked at two other studies in the U.S. and the U.K., 25,000 people um, that were over 50, uh, and they looked at different markers to kind of indicate whether or not they would... Have healthier outcomes towards the end of their life. And of course, they're able to mark some of that. And it looks like the biggest contributor to, to that was socioeconomic status. Um, so, no surprise, of course, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: it's no surprise at all. I mean, not to mention, you know, they're able to buy organic foods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find a poor person buying organic, they're just going to go to the regular section. Yeah. Um, also, health care. Health care, I think, yeah. is a big contributor. I know tons of poor people, yeah. uh, myself being one of them, <laughs> uh, that don't have health insurance. Yeah. So, when you get sick, most times we have our own natural remedies you know or we we go to wiki uh what, what is it uh
1: yeah wikipedia, wikipedia yeah. or
0: all that other online um doctoral things and we try Web to figure MD, it out ourselves right. webmd <laughs> that's it and we try to figure it out ourselves so i mean there's no surprise there
1: yeah but but i do think there are a lot of things that we can do to kind of equalize mm-hmm. and you know and I, and I and i and i say that you know with a little bit of, uh, out of respect i guess because i think they're probably speaking to a, a population of People experiencing poverty that are way below the poverty line. You know? right. um, so I don't know if we probably might actually qualify for that top half of the, having the positive outcome when right. you look at you know, the disparity around the world. Um, but what I would say is you can be your own best doctor in ways. Mm-hmm. I think our healthcare is so focused on fixing the problem after it's happened. Yes. And that's why we see a lot of those negative outcomes because now you have to throw money at the problem to fix it. Right. Whereas you maybe if you you were able to be a little bit more vigilant on the way there, you might avoid right. the problem altogether. Right. Um, you know, like with organic, some of it's more expensive. But there are places where you can find some organic just as cheaper if not cheaper. Right. So you have to be more vigilant and it can be tougher when you're worried to pay rent and worried about other child care exactly. and other things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's space, you know.
0: I think when you know better, you do better. Yeah. Uh, prime example, I didn't know how to Take care of myself until I moved to LA, and yeah. it was simply because of the community that I was in. The people around me were eating healthier. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell a Brussels sprout was yeah. until I moved here. Yeah. No one back home in the South like really ate Brussels sprouts yeah. when I was growing up. Brussels sprouts were disgusting, yeah. you know, and and a lot of the other things. But because I was in a community of people that cared about themselves, yeah. you know. I started to care more about myself. They exposed me to more. Yeah. You know, I have a yeah. gym membership. I'm in the best shape of my life now because, again, my community.
1: Exactly. And that was that space. Yeah, I think you know there are definitely things that we just can't afford, things we cannot do. But there or are we thi-
0: think we can't afford. Yeah,
1: and there are things we can't, yeah. And, but there is there are things we can afford and things right. we can do that we're not even doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, to me, is the biggest takeaway, but, man... Geez, we got to do something about healthcare in this country. We do. Um, you know, got an election coming up, so maybe at least here in this country we can do something about Come it. Come we'll on, see. guys. Let's <laughs> we'll see if we can get Exercise together. Exercise your right to vote. <laughs> exactly. Um, but speaking about more health care and getting your health from what you do now, we got to talk about the, mic- the, the gut microbiome. We've talked a lot about mm-hmm. it on the show. Yes. But, you know, a new study is showing that it can even influence your personality. Um, this is in the Human Microbiome Journal. And they found that more diverse microbiome leads people to be more social, less anxiety, less stress. Mm -hmm. And you get a diverse microbiome from eating large amounts of different food from different areas. Of course, getting it from naturally occurring areas, we can get probiotics like yogurt um, and sauerkraut. Uh, Of course, I'm vegan, so I I avoid the yogurt. But you can get yogurt that has got probiotics in it from vegan sources as well. Yes. Um, So... So it looks like the microbiome is really playing a very important role. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about it. Have you been watching kind of what you're doing with your own, (laughs) your gut health?
0: Yes, actually I have. Um, I do uh, enjoy yogurt Mm -hmm. with probiotics, you know, for feminine reasons as well. Uh, I think it's great um, just to, you know, keep your... Uh, can I say the V word? Or the, yeah, <laughs> uh, your vagina and, we, we are here um, to talk
1: candidly, candidly.
0: Okay, great. That's great. You know, Keeping it candid, great. right? Keep, we're gonna keep it super candid. Um, yeah, so I think I think uh, you know I hope yeah. You, darn it, <laughs> yogurt is great for you. Um, I also I don't eat beef or pork. Um, I don't eat a lot of the things that are heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I've, I've felt a difference in my energy and even my personality when I changed uh, certain things out of my, my diet.
1: Yeah, and, and they're saying that, you know, it looks like they're finding a link between the gut and how it's actually communicating with the brain mm-hmm. um, from an endocrine standpoint, an immune um, standpoint, and a neural standpoint. So they're seeing the link and how it's actually affecting certain brain chemicals. Uh, but what I found interesting was they found that when you got these probiotic from naturally occurring places like Mm -hmm. yogurt and sauerkraut. It did lead to lower anxiety, stress, um, lower anxiety, lower stress as well. But they didn't find the same result when it came to probiotic supplementation. Mm. So there's something to be said there as well. Uh, Of course, it was a smaller study, uh, only 655 adults. But at the same time, uh, it's interesting that they noticed that the microbiome was significantly affected if it came from naturally occurring sources versus supplementation. So, mm-hmm. something to think about for the people out there that are buying, spending a lot of money on these right. supplements.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I I used to take a lot of supplements, but now yeah. I've tried to to choose the more uh, natural route yeah. than, than just purchasing supplements.
1: Yeah. I mean. It seems like it's the way to go. <laughs> right. It does.
0: It does. It does. Um, I know that for me, like especially when it comes to foods, um, when I ate heavier, it made me lazier. Yeah. you know, Or it made my, my attitude was a little more negative or just, just with my lifestyle. But eating healthier has made such a huge difference.
1: Yeah. It really is like eating. It's, it's your health care. It's, it's it's putting things into your body that are directly affecting you. It's just as important as if you're taking a pill from that's prescribed from your doctor. Right. So I think when we start to look at it from that standpoint then we start to have better health outcomes. And
0: also looking at it as, like, your stomach is also kind of like your brain. Yeah. You know, it's a a second brain. You have to feed it
1: as if it is your brain. Just with
0: knowledge. You have to feed your brain with knowledge. You have to feed your brain. I'm sorry, your your second brain, (laughs) your stomach, with also healthy choices. Yeah.
1: Um, And making sure we make the right choices, we've got to talk about our sleep, because that, that's the part that I think a lot of us are... are, are Nobody weak.
0: wants to talk about yeah. that. I,
1: I, it's one of those things where you feel like you're less in control of, you know, because right. there's so many elements to just getting a good night's sleep. Right. But in the Journal of Neurology, um, they found that even missing one night's sleep led to increased tau protein in the blood. Um, the tau protein has been associated with Alzheimer's. They also found missing that night's sleep also led to more beta amyloid as well. Mm. And beta amyloids associated with tangles in the brain that are also associated with Alzheimer's. So they don't have these definitive links yet, but they have these sort of markers that seem to lead to an increased chance of getting Alzheimer's later in life. And, of course, just missing one night's sleep seems to be one of these markers. Now, now
0: let's, let, let's break some of these, uh, these terms down. Yeah. Because I want to make sure that people have a clear understanding of what these terms are and, and how these individual things affect you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so when we talk about tau protein, it's a protein that they're finding in the blood Mm -hmm. that has been associated with increased risk of Alzheimer's.
0: And how does one um, notice something like that affecting their body?
1: So you are not going to necessarily notice it affecting your body in that time. You Mm -hmm. might... Yourself feel tired, but you're not going to notice that you have more tau protein in your blood. But when they looked at the numbers, those who missed, men who missed a night of sleep had 17% of tau protein in their blood versus those who didn't, who only had 2%. Okay. So there is a significant increase in that protein, which means you're likely. Of course, not definitive with these studies, but likely giving yourself a greater risk for Alzheimer's.
0: Okay, and to be clear, guys, this is Mm -hmm. one of the main contributors of Alzheimer's.
1: Exactly, and the same thing with the beta amyloid. When we see these plaques and these tangles in the brain, Mm -hmm. um, that beta amyloid plaque is associated with Alzheimer's as well, and they're seeing an increased risk of that, uh, an increase of that in the brain when you miss a night's sleep. Okay. So, I mean, it's serious stuff, and I think... You kind of feel it long term, right? If you've ever been deprived of sleep, you almost feel like you're having these sort of misses in memory. And, you know, I don't know if that's directly associated with it, but it's not a a leap to say that that's part of what's happening.
0: Right. How how are your sleep patterns, Shaka?
1: You know, sometimes it's excellent and sometimes it's just off the rails. I want to say it's more off the rails (laughs) than not, but I feel like, you know, after going vegan, I've had more energy, so I'm able Mm. to get by on less sleep. Um, though, no, I'm not getting as much sleep as I want when I don't get as much sleep as I did before. I'm fine,
0: so let me ask you because yeah. I think that. We tend to think, oh my God, I have more energy. I'll be fine. You know, yeah. I can sacrifice sleep because I have more energy here. I mean, do you feel like that has contributed to, I don't know, like maybe your behavior or like how how do you feel like it has affected you? Like even though you do have the energy, but you have the lack of sleep. How is that affecting your body?
1: Well, you're just less productive because you hit those moments where you where you hit mm-hmm. walls. So when I but before it used to be I couldn't get by on anything less than six hours of sleep. Now I can get by with like five. Hours of sleep and feel great. If I get anything less than that, then it's that we're in that that wall territory.
0: And you contribute that to your health.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I think that as a go getter, oftentimes we think that we can just go off of like three hours of sleep, and that's something that I know that I'm guilty of. You know, like I wake up super early sometimes to work out at like five a.m., and then I, I don't even realize that I end up going to bed at like midnight oh, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. 1, 2 o'clock in the morning because being go-getters and being yeah. such active individuals with less responsibilities, we find ourselves staying up, hanging out with friends, doing all these things, and, and then we realize, man, I didn't get any sleep oh, this yeah. week.
1: Yeah, no, I was honest with myself about that a long time ago. I was like, I know I need more sleep. I just I just knew I wasn't able to get it, but like, I was right. like, I, I should be getting more. Right. I just <laughs> couldn't find a way, but now I'm doing like a light therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it Just turning off all the lights in the bedroom. I have a little eye mask. So when I remember to put it on, I put That's it a on. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have little tips and tricks to make it as easy as possible for me, but sometimes I even rebel against you know, myself. I could use some tips and tricks. <laughs> Man. Yeah.
0: I know for me, like, um, when I'm not sleeping, some of the things that I realize is I have brain farts. Yeah, It's yeah. like, damn, what is that word? Yeah. Or like, oh, my God, I can't remember. The, what's that? It's just you, you You. start to see the difference in um, your mental activity, your, your, your brain activity. Yeah, it, we, it really starts to show.
1: Yeah, we have to start seeing sleep as part of our productivity, not taking away mm. from it. Yeah. And I
0: know that I was doing some reading, and, and Kobe uh, was a big um, advocate of meditation and sleep. Yeah. Because he said that that helped him to be the best version of himself yeah, meditation
1: I mean, and sleep. Once you get rid of the idea that it's somehow taking away from what you're doing and mm-hmm. you actually engage in it, you realize it does actually help you. But right. it takes time, even though you know it, to train yourself hey, take this moment to time out so that I can actually. You know, time in, really. Right. Yeah. And
0: let's be honest. We've all had those amazing naps where we've woke up and we've felt like we can take on the world. Yeah, yeah. Or we've gotten like eight hours of sleep. Or maybe we've gone on vacation and it's like, oh my god, I need another vacation so I can finally rest because it is very rejuvenating. Yeah.
1: So um, so hopefully the takeaway is sleep, get some, <laughs> and, make, <laughs> and make sure you make it a priority. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, but talking about seasonal depression, uh, th- there's a new study that came out because apparently I didn't realize this, but January 20th, Is supposed to be like the darkest day of the year, the most depressing day of the year. It's called Blue Monday and you know they're actually saying it's attributed to a little bit of marketing but seasonal affective disorder is actually a thing. So Mm -hmm. um, Blue Monday is not necessarily an actual thing but the actual seasonal affective disorder is and that means you're getting sadder or more depressed during the fall and the winter. According to Psychology Today 10 million Americans suffer from seasonal affective disorder with 10 to 20% more having mild symptoms and 40% of that that group has it to the effect that it's so overwhelming it interferes with their daily lives. And there is a biochemical reason for this in that their biochemistry is different such that when you get less light during the day, right. they're actually getting more depressed as a, as a result.
0: Right.
1: And so you can experience um, fatigue even though you're sleeping. Fatigue even though you're sleeping. Um, weight gain due to overeating, carb cravings, sadness, loss of interest, worthlessness, guiltiness, um, and also suicidal thoughts as well. Mm. And these symptoms seem to take on between the ages of 18 and 30.
0: You know what? That actually makes tons of sense simply because you're in the house. Yeah. You know, you're alone. You're not around friends. You're not enjoying the sunshine. And that's why people say when you're going through a hard time in your life, get out of the house, go Mm -hmm. have fun, you know, go to the park, go hiking, do something, do anything other than staying in your room.
1: Yeah, and clinically the the light affects, you know, our brain cycle, our circadian rhythm. So the light really affects us. So they're saying one of the things you can do is have light therapy. Yeah. Um, so, light therapy helps. But of course, you know, if you're getting to the point where the, you're having suicidal thoughts, you know, maybe antidepressants, maybe therapy, but make sure you talk into a doctor as well. Just yeah. don't just say, I'm going to handle this on my own. But for me, I actually do infrared light therapy, and I found that. Interesting. That I, I wouldn't say I ever got seasonally depressed. Maybe the first time experience cold but um, <laughs> at this stage um, got from miami so the first time i went through a winter right. i was like i am depressed See, we're from florida yeah. so we're not used to all
0: this <laughs> depressive weather yeah like, it's like oh,
1: i need light i hate the uh, cold <laughs> but I, I would say i never felt depressed but you know you definitely feel a little bit sluggish during the winter mm-hmm. months like i don't want to go to the gym it's too right. cold so i've been doing my light therapy and that's kept my energy and my focus up
0: so what exactly is is light therapy oh
1: uh, well the one they have here, or the one that we talked about in the article I read, was just a normal light therapy. I use infrared light, it's this mm-hmm. red light. It's got a particular wavelength that's supposed to be more effective um, on my anything, everything from my like my daily rhythm, mm-hmm. so that my body knows it to. Optimally, when to go to sleep, optimally, when to wake up, and supposed to be helping with that, helping with cell rejuvenation as well. Um, so, it, I, I feel it. I think I feel it.
0: So, is this like a place that you go to? You book an appointment? Like, how does this work?
1: Well, two things, yeah. So, I was going to a place where I book an appointment. I still go there and I do the full body thing. But, you know, I work with a company. They sent me a device. And so, I have a portable device that this I have at my bedside. This is cool. So, that I'm able to get that every day. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times with some of these therapies, You got to get them consistently for them to work, you know. Um, You don't want to just pay a hundred bucks and then go in somewhere, do it once, and then have that be it. And I'm fortunate; some of these companies will send this stuff for me to for free to try out and to test. So it's been lovely for me. But I get those outcomes in terms of, or I get those stories when they say rich people live longer because they have access to a lot of this stuff.
0: Access, like a lot of this stuff, I
1: I wouldn't be able to afford it at all. You know, if not for the fact that you know I have a little thing where I'm able to go, hey, I'll post on social media if you're able to send me something. Mm -hmm. And so that's been able, that's allowed me to try so many different things, but otherwise I would have zero access.
0: Wow, and access is huge, I mean, it makes sense as to why rich people are living longer. (laughs) They have more access. Yeah,
1: so, but you know, but, but even doing what I do, where it's social media or different mediums and a lot mm-hmm. of times a lot of companies are looking to microbloggers. they're looking for people that are on the ground talking to their friends and their relatives about different things so that might be a way for people to say to equalize some of these outcomes mm-hmm. or to have a little bit more access
0: i love it that's the beauty of social media guys
1: yeah so um but you know with the seasonal depression we did want to talk a little bit about kobe bryant and how that's affected people yeah. you know mental your mental health is physical health it's yeah. health in its totality Um, and so I don't know how people have been coping you you talked a little bit about how you've been coping um, how it's affected you because it's really affected a lot of people myself included
0: it has Um, it's interesting because I can remember the exact moment that I found out about Kobe, what I was doing where I was um, and uh, it didn't feel real yeah Uh, I think for me I was on actually on the East Coast Uh, I was in New York um, I would just gotten home from church, and um, it was about 1 o'clock uh, East Coast time, and I saw an alert on Instagram from Ball Alert. Mm. Ball Alert was the first uh, outlet that I saw that released something, and there wasn't a caption, so I was like, okay, wait, this has got to be fake news. This, yeah. this, this can't be right. And then um, I started to do more research, and I Googled it, and I started to see other outlets start to post about it. And then um, I saw uh, there was there was there was a notification that came up about a plane crash in Calabasas, and then it hit me. I was just like, "Wow!" Like I think this might be true. Yeah. And it was like it was like a family member of mine had passed away, and it just it didn't feel real because if you were a '90s kid, you grew up on Kobe. Yeah. You know, I remember when Kobe, um, you know, got drafted. I remember when he went to the Lakers. Like, I actually can visualize those moments in my head. You know, growing up you know, playing, you know, a little bit of basketball, middle school athlete. Um, You know, I I, I just, I remember always talking about Kobe or Jordan and being a tomboy and, you know, his work ethic more than anything and how cocky he was. And initially I was like, I don't like Kobe. He's so cocky and da 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 But then I started to gain respect for him because his love for the game and and how he was a leader and what he meant to the people around him. And, um, you know, I even got an opportunity to to attend um, some – Kobe spoke at an event that I attended I think it was about two years ago and um, it it was when he got nominated for an Oscar and it was the project that he had done and you know I just I I feel like we all are, are hurting right now the city of Los Angeles is hurting and um I think that we can all learn something from this man.
1: Well, I, I think what has positively come out of it is that there is now this conversation about yes. be, between how to honor him and then how to kind of push forward that legacy, and then a conversation about mental health. I, I've heard even on the radio, like let's talk, let's keep yeah. make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, for me, I was at you know, I'm at this wellness event in Malibu, and everyone's got this sort of like aura about them because yeah. you know meditation, that whole deal. Mm-hmm. And I see the news, and, and I'm just like it was actually good that I was at that event because I was in that mode of taking care of myself. Yeah. I said, I can't read any more about this right now in this space because I need to make sure I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and I can feel, you know, the the depth of what's happening here. So I had to, I had to shut off the phone and just had to kind of plug back into where I was because I wanted to tell people, but I didn't want to ruin everyone's day either because yeah. no one knew, you know. So And I think there was very little cell service, so no one was really checking their phones. Yeah. And so you kind of want to be like, oh, my God, Kobe, but... At the same time, I was like, I want to re- have respect for this place and where everyone's at right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a lot of times with tragedy, there is this point of mental health about how to deliver it, want to deliver it, um, and make sure you deliver it in the right way. Right. So I was kind of forced to confront all of that in that moment. Uh, and then when I went home, I was able to say, let me like decompress. Now I can kind oh. of deal with this and think of Cause when it. Because it was overwhelming, the sadness oh, of just wow. r- just reading everything that happened so when you
0: did get home how exactly did you cope like how or how have you coped
1: with it basically just honestly reading it and then um feeling those feelings like just confronting because for me whenever i'm sad or feel like i I have to feel that feeling in that moment and then i have to let it go yeah so i had to feel that and then let it go of course with that one though it's hard to let it go because you kept seeing so many things and that's another part about it is when you're dealing with your own sadness sometimes you 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 feel like you've coped, and then another image comes to you. Another image comes to you. Or we like,
0: learn more details. Yeah,
1: like Vanessa Bryan. I, I mean, she must just be overwhelmed with so many things, and she's got to accept the fact that this is going to be something she sees for a while, even when she's trying to avoid. And
0: it's it. her husband and her daughter. Yeah, she's had two major losses. Yeah.
1: So wow. yeah, how she's dealing with it, you know, I don't know because that's overwhelming. You know, because yeah. there are moments where you don't you don't want to see anything, but for her that's impossible. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it is sparking a conversation, though, I guess, about mental health, and hopefully we're all sort of, you know, able to talk to one another about it.
0: And, and you know what's really, really cool, too, is just the, I love the support that the athletic community, not even just the athletic community, but the world has yeah. shown, you mm-hmm. know, the, the world has mourned, but they've, they're also celebrating, yeah. you know, just to go down to the Staples Center and just to see all the love. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a huge uh, advocate for celebrating life, yeah. not mourning it, but celebrating it, and and I think that. He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He lived his purpose. And just to understand what your purpose is. And, I mean, even just to be a girl dad.
1: Yeah. I love that. And he that. embraced that. He embraced and he's, it. And it's almost... I didn't even realize that was really a term. <laughs> it's I love almost it. become this he's term He's coined now. it. Yeah. Ne-
0: I never heard girl <laughs> yeah. dad before, Kobe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, it's nice that we can have that positive moment from, right. from this tragedy. And I didn't even realize... I'm, You know Kobe's a big world celebrity, but he felt so much a part of L.A., we almost forgot. But the outpouring across the world was just amazing.
0: It's it's beautiful. Um, I love the support that everyone has shown and all the love, the respect that people have have given his family, have given Vanessa. You know, our heart goes out to her Mm -hmm. and the other uh, three um, little girls. Um, But just also, you know, people like listening to to LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal. And, you know, our heart hurts for them because we can Mm see and we can feel the pain. Yeah. You know, um, I know I cried a yeah. little bit. I, I shed some tears. Um, but what, what what advice would you give to um, just anybody that's listening to this that's, that's also um, coping with what happened with Kobe or maybe even, you know, people in their family?
1: That's what I was going to say is... Um let this be the conversation starter to other trauma that you're experiencing, other mm. things that are deeper um, on a personal level for you. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing is that this is now a way to begin that conversation. If you were struggling with how to talk about your hurt and your pain and your loss, this is a great a great way to do it because everyone understands this one. Mm. So um, tough, but um, you know, we just hope we can honor that le- le- legacy, that Mamba mentality. Um, and hopefully they move forward with this year. It's crazy. It's only yeah. uh, just February has just begun. It's
0: been a hard year yeah. so far, guys. But we're going to turn into a and, yeah. we're, gonna and um, we're going to celebrate, and we're going to learn how to cope and deal with our mental health.
1: So, so what are you looking forward? Let, let's begin the year anew. What are you looking forward to this year? Any sort of, I don't want to say resolution, but Mantra? do you have? Yeah, do you have something for this year that you are now kind of going to go carry forward?
0: Yes, uh, my mantra for 2020 is faith over fear. Oh, I, I think another um, part of mental health that we experience, or more commonly, is uh, overthinking. Mm-hmm. I think overthinking has been something that has been a part of me for so long, and I have decided that no more. I'm going to live in the moment, just like the mama mentality uh, states. I'm going to live in the moment. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to have more faith in my abilities and what I can do, and um, I'm going to win.
1: I love that. I love I'm it. going to uh, win. Let's all take that as our mantra. We are all <laughs> going to win. I love that. I love that. Um, but that's it for our stories today. Uh, good to see you again, Annie Marie. I love you, Shaka. Yeah, please come back next week. Let's see.
0: Oh, one last thing. Yeah. And I have to say this. Yeah. Even just with, with being here with you right now, yeah. um, I think that we have to celebrate each other more. Yeah, You know, absolutely. give each other flowers. And one thing that oh, I want to say flowers. to you here, here's some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are one of the most talented hosts and I say this to you when I say this to Kiki Boom Boom. Shout out to Kiki Boom Boom. Yes. But I think that you guys are so talented and so great and so dope. And um, just keep doing what you're doing.
1: And, and, and we feel the same about you. And that's why it's great to always connect with people that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you get that love back and forth from. So uh, hopefully you guys out there are also feeling that love. And we get from five stars and positive yes. comments. Yes. Subscribe. <laughs> Please do it.
0: Tap that like button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and where can they find you online?
0: You guys can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie, um, yeah, and on Twitter it's Weekend or TV.
1: <laughs> nice. And it's Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And we'll see you guys next week.
0: On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.